Ladies, gents, and the wonderful people of Floral Park Memorial, welcome to episode six for those of you on YouTube and episode one for those of you on Anchor and other podcast outlets of Shane Sports of New York. I am your host, Shane Palma, and today we are talking baseball. I mean, it's pretty rare if I'm not talking baseball, but spring training is finally upon us. We've got games going on this week, most specifically a rematch of last year's ALDS with New York versus Boston on Now, today's show is going to be geared towards Yankee fans. But fear not, Mets fans, because the show for you is coming out soon enough. But let me stop blabbering here and introduce my two fine guests for today, both calling in all the way from the warm-weathered Florida while I'm stuck here in the snow. Here are Liz and Elle. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Um, I, my name's Liz. I'm from Tampa, Florida. Actually, I'm originally from New York, uh, White Plains. Um, I'm a huge Yankee fan, huge, uh, just a huge sports fan. I'm actually going to be attending Mizzou next fall to uh, study sports journalism. So, yeah, I'm super excited, super excited for baseball season. Um, you know, I'm just ready to get back into it. I've missed it. So, yeah. Well, I'm Elle. Um, I'm currently attending the University of Miami. I'm originally from New Jersey. Huge Yankee fan. Grew up my whole life a Yankee fan. Um, I'm studying sports admin at the university. Um, I'm also a marketing intern with the athletic department as well as a football equipment manager. So I am all over the athletics here. So, And I'm super excited for baseball. All, yeah. all, yes, all sports fans here, all Yankee fans, we're excited to get into this. Let's start right off the bat. Yesterday, it was announced Manny Machado, former third baseman, shortstop for the Orioles and Dodgers, is going and staying on the West Coast for where he was and going to the Padres. Ten years, $300 million, all guaranteed. Did the Yankees miss out? What do we think about this? Um, I don't think they missed out. I don't think they ever really had an interest, I think, in my opinion, in Machado. I think it was definitely more of Harper because he is a power hitter. Um, more so than Machado, obviously, in my opinion. And they, the Yankees want power. It's basically like their brand. So why wouldn't they go for Harper over Machado? Because Harper has that, you know, the home run derby champion and all that. Machado doesn't have that. They wanted power. And I do have a fun fact for you. I thought you would all enjoy this. Machado, I love Machado was a free agent longer than he was a Dodger. So <laughs> That's, that's great right there. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. I do not think it was a loss at all. Um, just from like the standpoint of looking at contracts that big, um, for the Yankees particularly, they've been busts. Um, I mean, Ellsbury, uh, you have a contract that big and, or even with A-Rod's tenure, 275 million, we know he had to leave. And so I think that just a contract that big is not not the Yankee style necessarily. Like, you know, it's a, it's a big franchise and I'm like, everyone, you know, knows how much money they roll out on these guys, but a 10 year, $300 million contract is not what that front office is like looking at. See, I think that they didn't want Machado more so than like his ability as a player, but more of his attitude because of next off season when Nolan Arenado is a free agent Hasn't signed an extension yet with the Rockies, so he's still set to hit the open market. I think they want him more, more so because he wants to play third. Machado is kind of asking around, or he was asking around if he could play short. Obviously, the Yankees don't need a fix at shortstop 
for only a few months, Manu Chao is not a short fix. He's a long-term staple in your franchise. So is Didi Gregorius, who we already have. There was no need to go out and get Machado. Did I want Harper? Yeah, he's a lefty bat. As El was saying, he's a power hitter. Uh, but, you know, it, it didn't make sense, really, for the Yankees to go all out spending. You still got guys to pay down the road. Severino just got an extension. Judge, Sanchez, all going to command some good amount of money. So it makes sense that they stayed out of these, both of these sweepstakes. I, I still don't think even with Harper out there, they're going to get him. But it, it makes sense for the time being why they stayed out of Machado. But there are still free agents out there. So who out of all the free agents left do we want to see the Yankees pick up? Um, well, uh, obviously, like Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell are still free agents, both very good players. Um, there's definitely some others out there that, like, I've been looking at the rankings for them. Um, Gio Gonzalez, ranked number 22 for free agent, starting pitcher previously on the Brewers. Um, but I don't think, other than, like, Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell, there's no one who I personally think is really out there. I mean, Tyler Clifford's a free agent, as you know. <laughs> Ooh, I don't, we don't want I'm that. We're not feeling that one. Not feeling that. <laughs> no one wants that. Um, <laughs> but I don't think, as of right now, like there isn't much left other than those two kind of top players. But Liz, what do you think? I agree. I like. I know. I think you're breaking up a little bit, Liz. Oh, I'm sorry. You hear me better? Yeah, that's that's a little bit better. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was just saying, Dallas Keuchel. Like, I'm pretty confident in the starting rotation, but just adding, adding a pitcher like him in Yankee Stadium, um, I think would benefit. But all, other than that, I don't think there's anyone that we necessarily need to pick up. See, I I don't know how much I trust CeCe for another full season. I know he's the fifth starter. Sometimes fifth starter is just like, just get through the day and let the bullpen do the work. But I, I did, since Keuchel is one of, my, one of my favorite pitchers, I broke down a lot of his stats and I compared it to other pitchers and tried to see if he would be a good fit. So here's the pros. Obviously, he's a ground ball pitcher. He's known for, he's known for his ground balls doesn't go for the strikeout, which is good in a fly ball stadium like Yankee Stadium. And he's reliable. I mean, he's had a few injury chips uh, in his in his career so far, but his, his innings will get you through what you need. Uh, and he's had postseason experience. James Paxton doesn't have postseason experience. We don't know if he's clutch, if he's going to have, you know, like what Severino had when he made it to the postseason, some like struggles. But he's also a great fielding pitcher. Um because of all those ground balls that he gets. And if we got Dallas Keiko, we signed him, we wouldn't need to trade for a pitcher. You'd keep the assets that you have. You wouldn't need to get rid of Andujar to trade for another starting pitcher. You wouldn't need to give up any prospects like Floreal. But there are a, a lot more cons that, that outweigh the decision to get Keiko. He's, he's going to want a multi-year deal. Most pitchers won't take a one-year deal, especially knowing how, how um, the pitcher market works. Uh, especially with guaranteed money. He's coming into his age 30 season. He's getting older, even though he's a former Cy Young Award winner. We're three years removed from that. And you would think more ground balls would be a good thing for him. But looking into it last season, uh, he had a 263 average against him. 
which was one of the worst in the league. And on balls put in play uh, against him, it was a 302 average. So really, his production has drastically gone down. And with even Miggy at third base, he's not elite. And we don't know what we're going to get out of too low. Moving labor around the diamond, who knows? We don't really, we can't really trust um, having a ground ball pitcher like that as secure would be in Yankee Stadium to to lead us into the into the postseason as great as it would be. The money just doesn't make sense. But with that, we're going to move over from pitching to first base and look at Greg Bird versus Luke Voigt. Their careers uh, can't really compare. They haven't. Luke Voigt has only had, I think, about 160 plate appearances in his career. But, I mean, with that, he's a 335 hitter. But, uh, L, what do you think about the whole situation with those so, two? Obviously, we have to talk about that Bird is. He's a good player, but we can't ignore the fact that he is constantly injured. So I think Voigt being there is a good option for that. But we've seen that Boyd has, like, these glimmers of what an amazing player he can be. Obviously, like, he was hitting very well at the end of the season, um, and he really stepped up his game. But I want to see, going into spring training, if Bird stepped up his game in this offseason, um, because we've seen what Boyd can do. So now with that, Bird needs to understand, like, you got to prevent the injuries. you got to be a better player. you got to be smarter at the plate. And we have to see if Boyd, you know, excelled in the off in the off season and see how he developed as a young player because I think he can be a very good weapon for us. Do you think that Boone would platoon him and Bird, or do you think that it would just be one first baseman's job to lose? I don't know about that. I think that's something we have to look at spring training, those spring training games, and see for ourselves. I don't. I think that is unclear as of right now. Liz, with her take on the first base situation. Yeah, so um, I'm seeing Voight at first. Um, can you still hear me? Okay, sorry. Yes. Um, as much as a of a Greg Bird fan as I am, or you know, I was, I still am. Um, like you, like you said, L, he's injury prone, or he's he's just not fully there yet. I think, and I'm seeing Voight to be a powerhouse coming into himself and he's I think that it will be a fight for the spot but I'm seeing Voight there. See, I of course before this starts I watch a documentary on Luke Voight, little 7 minute thing and I'm already thinking he's the he's the next first baseman for the next 10 years for the Yankees with he has a 3 hour workout and then he practices baseball for 2 hours and he's just this machine and his whole upbringing where other first basemen of the past went to his high school and David Freeze and Ryan Howard in Missouri. So I'm I'm thinking it's obviously the Yankees, they didn't make a play for Moustakis. They didn't make a play for Justin Bohr. They didn't make a play for Daniel Murphy, and they didn't trade for Paul Goldschmidt. So they must like what they have right now. Either they think Bird can turn it around or Luke Voigt is actually as good as he was last season. There's still time. I mean, the White Sox missed out on Manny Machado. Could they possibly trade for Jose Abreu? Yes, even though the White Sox said they never would trade him. I think you can never rule anything out in baseball. But uh, Voight Voight has the job right now. And I think that as long as he puts up similar numbers to what he did last year, I don't think the average 
will sustain. It's definitely going to be in regression with all his other stats. But he should be, at least up until the trade deadline, the Yankees' first baseman. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that, like, people are going to look at him through, like, you know, get to the All-Star break. And you're not going to see the same Voight that you saw when he first came in. Because, I mean, like you said, he's only had, what, 160 plate appearances like mm-hmm. an average that high, like it, it correlates, yeah. But when you have more at bats, like it's just, it's how the numbers are going to play out. Of course. So with that, we'll look at another battle to uh, watch in spring training. Although I don't know how much of a factor one of these guys is going to be. But left field, Clint Frazier versus Brett Gardner versus I hate to even <laughs> say his name, but Jacoby Ellsbury. I mean, he's still there, right? Yes. <laughs> So, El, what do you think? Um, without a doubt in my mind, Gardner, he's still fast. He's still sharp. Ellsbury shouldn't really be in this question because he literally hasn't played in over a year because of injuries. So that means he can still get injured. The surgery he had was pretty significant surgery. That means he can get injured again. Um, Frazier obviously still has been injured, um, hasn't played in basically a, a whole season. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens at spring training. I don't even believe Ellsbury is cleared yet. Um, I believe that it's going to come after spring training, but Frazier is. Concussions are a big deal. Um, but I definitely think Frazier will be an option for the Yankees. You know, give Gardner that extra day rest, put him in, slowly get him back into the, the thing, into like the groove of everything. Um but as of right now, I think their number one option should be Gardner because he still has that incredible arm and he still is incredibly fast. Do you think by September we'll be saying Clint Frazier as the sixth hitter in the Yankees lineup every you day? Might, you might, depending on how Gardner has his season, depending on you know his batting average, how he's doing. Um, obviously, he's towards the end of his career, so maybe he's going to be slowing down a bit. But you never know. Frazier could easily replace him in the postseason or at the end of the season. Definitely, it's... Liz, what do you make of it? Yeah, um, I mean, I I agree on the fact that, like, you know, Gardy, he's he's quite the veteran. um, But I do see Frazier making progress. Um, You know, I'm constantly scrolling through Twitter, looking at him just hit bombs to Dale Mabry um, at Steinbrenner. And, um, you know, it it will be an adjustment. You know, he he hasn't played... um, so I think kind of integrating him into the Yankee system during the regular season, it will be a factor. But I see him, um, to your question about seeing him in the postseason, I do I do see him come September and um, into, you know, later into the year. Just because I think that the Yankees franchise is prioritizing their rookies and, and making them what they want to make them. And I like what I see, so... Before I answer any of this, to to both of you, whoever wants to take this, what do we think about Estevan Florial? Is is he another name to throw into this mix, or are we giving him a year? Give him a year. Um, yeah, I give him a I give him a year. Look into the future for, with him. See, what I'm thinking is Hicks is a free agent next year. I don't know if we're gonna resign him. If Florial is gonna have enough of an impact in AAA coming up in September for the Yankees to be like, okay, we don't need Aaron Hicks anymore, but you can't not, like, give everything you can to Clint Frazier. I mean, Brett Garner, yeah, he's the longest tenured on the team, but you you got to look into the future sooner than later. Uh, Clint Frazier, through all his injuries in the past, he was good when he was up here and producing. 
He doesn't need to be a top of the lineup, middle of the lineup guy. I probably could see him towards the bottom of the lineup anyway. But the only reason why Brett Gardner should be in the lineup is if you need a lefty bat or if you need a stolen base. I really don't think Brett Gardner needs to be in this lineup anymore. I think it was nice of the Yankees to give him another year. But this is a transition that needs to happen sooner than later. All right. And I think... Now we'll go back to pitching, and we've kind of talked about trusting CC, adding one more starter, but L, we'll start with you. Is there any pitcher you'd want to trade for, or are you are you fine with what we have right now? I think we are solid right now. Um, based on what I've seen from the minor leagues, definitely at the Trenton Thunder, you can get the sense that we do have some pitchers that can obviously need development, but they will be at a good level very shortly. Um, but uh, I definitely I think CC is going to have a good season the last season and I think in terms of starters um, I think we're I think maybe you should come back to this question when the trade deadline comes see how we do see how we do in spring training at the beginning of the season then kind of reassess where you are at with the bullpen situation You've seen him pitch, I know, before Chance Adams. Would you rather have him or CC Sabathia and towards the middle of the season? Or is that going to depend on everything else? Um, Chance Adams was a good pitcher. Definitely, he has talent there. CC again, still has the talent. Um, it's all about, I think, how he performs. You have to see, you got to put him in a game. You got to see what he can still do. And then you also got to see what Chance Adams can, you know, continue to do and continue to thrive and develop. So it's all about just experimental figuring it out, I think. Liz, are we trading for a pitcher or are we saying You know, I don't really have anyone that I want to get rid of. Like, that, that I would be okay giving. I mean, I just don't have anyone that it's like, oh, I'd rather have them than someone else. You know, like, I'm just seeing, I'm seeing a lot of, like, um, potential. I'm, like, our starters, um, back to the CC question, um, he, I think he still has the talent. A lot of people, you know, are talking about his age and everything, and I totally get that. But I think that he's there. He might not, you know, he's not going to go into the game as long as some of our other starters. But I think his talent is still there, and I'm pretty trusting, um, like, you know, to Elle's point, Going back to it at the trade deadline, obviously, we'll have to see how we fare. Um, I like what we have. All right, I'll throw this out to, to both of you. What do we think of, because I haven't heard this a lot, going to a six-man rotation? Because we know Severino regressed a little bit last season. People say he was from fatigue. He has He's never pitched that much in, during a regular season, even even from years prior, how deep he was going to games last year. CeCe's older. What about a six-man? I don't know. I think if you do pull up a six man, pull him up from AAA. Um, I wouldn't go out searching for someone. You have some pretty good, good pitchers down in AAA, definitely because just how things go. Some of them who are at, you know, AA Trenton will go up to AAA. Um, so what I've seen, I think definitely, if you want to add a six man, go someone young, go someone who definitely has talent and who has speed. Yeah, and also just making sure that the starting the five we have now are like kind of getting into a groove of you know we talk about having rest and being like 
having fatigue and stuff, but you don't want to get these guys out of their usual groove and how they're faring with being used to the five man, um, you know, an extra day of rest, it, it wouldn't be terrible, but like, it's just something mentally that you have to think about. Now, if, if the Yankees don't, which I don't think they will get Dallas Keuchel and they go into the season with what they have, this is, I've heard a lot of people say this. They, I haven't heard of them say it like I have, <clears throat> but, um, I think Madison Bumgarner becomes a number one priority really regardless of what happens by the trade deadline, unless like everyone's pitching, everyone's healthy, then I think Bumgarner should be looked at heavily. I think what you do is if, if by that time, Nolan Arenado hasn't signed an extension, you, you go to the giants and you say, Hey, we're willing to give up Miguel Andujar in, in exchange for Madison Bumgarner. I mean, you look at Bumgarner's stats in the postseason. Granted, he hasn't pitched since 2016 there, but a 2.11 ERA, three complete games, all three of which were shutouts. He probably won't need to do that again because of how good the Yankees' bullpen is. A .899 whip, which is, for those of you that don't know, walks and hits over innings pitched, which measures the number of batters a pitcher lets on per inning. And the league average over the past five seasons is 1.275. So he's hardly letting guys on. At least he was during that time. So I think, I don't know what you guys think, but I think as a postseason pitcher, he's maybe one of the best of all time and could be the Yankees' key to the 28th World Series. Yeah, so if you're if you're looking to trade Andahar, are you just going to, like, would that mean movement uh, around the infield? Or, or are you bringing up a, pro, a like, like, how are we moving See, the I spot around? Um, you have DJ LeMahieu for now, so... He he's said, and I know he has played around the whole infield. Again, this could determine Tulowitzki if he's still a viable option off the bench at this point. We're talking by that time. Didi's back. Didi's back by by the trade deadline. So you have him at short. Glaber's at second. Whoever you want's at first, and then you have third base where. We know Andujar, unless he's working on it, and we haven't seen anything yet, he's not the best fielder. So you could either move a, a great defensive second baseman turned third baseman, DJ LeMahieu, to third base and see what you got there, or or we let it ride. I don't know. El, what do you think? Um, I think if you end up trading Andujar, that's, that's, you know, a whole feels like a whole other conversation. You would need a lot from him. But if you're trying to fill third base... There's definitely some, obviously, just pulling up from the minor leagues. We have one of the best, you know, farm systems. Um, you can definitely get a utility player who is very good at fielding. Um, but I think it, honestly, I think it depends on, you know, the various situations that could occur. Yeah, I still think, like, if Arenado has signed an extension by that point, it won't be done. Because the Yankees, honestly, they, they're, they're saving up for, for Arenado if he's available next, next offseason. But we'll take what we have right now, all the players on the Yankees. Each of us are going to give our projected lineups for opening day. L, we'll start with you. Give us the starting nine. Okay. Um, well, I have it starting off with Gardner. Um, obviously, I'm a Gardner fan. Um, Aaron Hicks I have. Aaron Judge, John Carlo, Sanchez, Voight, Andahar, um, Glaber. Um, and I have... I am a Tyler Wade fan, and I believe he can do well. Oh, no. I have him at shortstop as an option um, as of right now. 
you know, we don't know who's going to be playing shortstop. There are multiple people listed on the roster for shortstop. We don't know, but I think as of right now, his fielding abilities, his athletic abilities, his hitting. His strikeout okay. abilities. Um, he was very good in the minor leagues, but um, I think. Okay, it never translated. Okay. <laughs> Not my point, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I think as, as a shortstop, as we're putting in the starting line, as a shortstop, as a fielder, he's incredibly talented. So I think just maybe in spring training, getting that hitting, you know, that development, that could help. But he's an option, obviously, until Didi comes back. Um, another, some of my options are, you know, putting Frazier in, putting Bird in, and then Romine. Um, those are kind of my options as of right now. So no Frazier at all? You don't think Frazier will crack the opening day roster or at least the starting lineup? I think lineup? because of his injuries, concussions, I know definitely in baseball are taken a lot more seriously. They want to see what he can do during spring training. This is the first time he's been playing full games, stuff like that. They want to be able to make sure that he's fully healed so that he doesn't have a relapse and you're not waiting yet another season to get him back in it. They're going to be careful about it. They're going to be definitely cautious when putting him in. They're going to be cautious in the situations they're putting him in. So I don't think opening day he's going to be playing. Maybe two weeks from opening day, maybe. Ease him into it. Gotcha. All right, Liz, let's hear it. All right, so I got Hicks leading off, uh, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Torres, uh, Voight, Frazier, Andahar. And then in my nine spot, I have Tello and LeMayhew um, kind of switching. Like you mentioned, you know, LeMayhew is uh, – he can work – he can work the infield. And so I was reading some reports about um, who we think is going to be starting at short opening day. And – um, I know we were talking about this before, but I think from what I've read that Tolo, like, is predicted to have the starting spot. Granted, um, he's also injury prone. I mean, he missed all of last season. So um, just seeing how long he lasts, if he does. Um, and then also, um, like like we talked about before with Voight and Bird, um, I, I would love to see Bird do well. I really would. But um, I'm putting my faith in Voight first. What's crazy when you look at this lineup is it's basically all righties. Now, that's not a horrible thing, but, of course, you don't have ZD in there. Yeah. You don't have that lefty bat. Who knows what happens with Gardner? If you bat him, you're not batting him in the middle of the lineup. So you're either batting him first or you're batting him ninth. Yeah. And with Greg Bird, yeah, he could be in there somewhere. But I really think that this is Luke Voigt's job. So what I've got here is, because I've heard reports, Hicks will be batting leadoff, sometimes rotating with Judge, whatever they want to do there. Uh, so Hicks, then Judge, then Stanton, then I have Glaber fourth, Andujar fifth, Sanchez sixth, Luke Voigt seventh, Clint Frazier eighth, and LeMahieu ninth. I don't know. I mean, Tulowitzki, the guy had surgery on both of his heels last season. I don't know how much playing time he's actually going to have. But that'll be something to to see over the course of spring training, how many at-bats he has, what everyone else uh, is able to produce. I think T.J. LeMay was a great signing by the Yankees when it happened. I'm glad they got him and didn't overpay for Machado. Uh, it, it made sense, both defensively and offensively. The man a few years ago was top in the in the whole league in, in average. And what the Yankees need more than any home run power is to move the chains. I've been saying it for, I feel like two years now, even after they got Stanton, you just need guys to move on base and 
not always swing for the fences. I mean, we saw this this moment sticks out of my head. Every time I think of Greg Bird is this moment last year. I think it was against the Rays. It was the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Yankees were down by one. One run. There was all three guys on base. So base is loaded. Greg Bird's at the plate. Uh, all you need is literally a ground ball for a double play will tie this game. And Greg Bird, first pitch swinging, pops the ball up behind the plate. Granted, the guys behind him couldn't get the job done either, but you have guys who are just looking for, for fastballs to smash. They just they wanna they wanna hit a home run. And DJ LeMahieu, while he was in Colorado, didn't have the best power numbers, but he was still a great contact hitter, which is why I think he deserves a spot in this lineup. Um but to your point about LeMahieu, as much as I, I do I, I like him in the Yankees organization, I think um he could definitely be there opening day. It just depends on his spring training adjusting to being on the East Coast. I mean, he had a split of 317 to 229, I think, um, home and on the road. And I know that, like, we all know about Coors Field, yada, yada, yada. But um, it is something to consider just because, like, it is an adjustment. Um, and uh, if he makes it over spring, over spring training, yeah, I mean, he can definitely earn his spot. I'm just – that's where I'm at with LeMahieu. Oh, what do you think? Because you didn't even have DJ cracking your your starting lineup for opening day. Um, I I think definitely taking what spring training is going to give us is going to help. You're going to see a bunch of guys coming back from injuries. You're going to see, you know, new pitchers, new fielders, new, you know, everything. I think it's a time for you know Aaron Boone to really assess what is going on. You have a great farm system. You have some great power hitters. I think it's all just a situational based thing. Um, I'm going off of instinct. My lineup was in instinct completely, like power hitters. These are our top guys. But that could change. You never know. Um, personally, I think, yeah, Greg Bird definitely swings for the fences a lot. It's You want good contact hitters. You want good, you know, who are smart at the plate, who are going to make good decisions. Um, so I definitely think, obviously, I keep saying it, it's a situational thing. Spring training is going to help us decide a lot. And that and that makes sense. You know, you don't want to. Obviously, we're we're jumping the gun a little bit here. We haven't even seen one game from the Yankees yet. A few days away, but before we all, I'm the podcast is we're gonna wrap it up here. But I was going to have us break down the bullpen, but just looking at it, there's nothing to to break down. I mean, we know the guys here. Chapman's gonna be the closer. Probably Batances in the eighth or switch off with Adam Odovino. You have Chad Green. Jonathan Holder, Zach Britton, Tommy Canely, and I'm going to say Stephen Tarpley because of what he did last season. You could have Lewisaga, although I think that he could be the sixth starter if they go to a six-man rotation. I think he proves what he needed to last year. You have Chance Adams if you want to use him out of the bullpen. So there are plenty of options. The bullpen is stacked. It could be one of the best of all time. We'll have to see. We said that going into last season, but I truly think this bullpen is going to be special. But uh, before we wrap it up, I know Elle has a podcast. Elle, if you want to plug it here. Oh, so I do have one. We're on a little hiatus right now because of the uh, spring football season. It's a little crazy. Um, but it is called What in the Wide World of Sports. You can find it on Anchor, on iTunes, on Spotify, anything. It's great. We'll be back shortly, probably within a month, uh, doing some more recording. So, yep. Liz, you got anything to add? Um, yeah, I'm actually the editor-in-chief of my school our school publication the tp current so it's at tpcurrent.com we 
we produce mostly online content. Um, it's actually our first year as like a publication. We've been like doing classes and stuff, learning. So it's our first year as a publication. So hopefully the next couple of years, um, the, the underclassmen will get some like podcasts out. But yeah, check out tpcurrent.com. Um, we do post like worldly news. So it's not just for our school. All awesome stuff. And of course, for those of you listening at Floral Park Memorial and everywhere else, don't forget to check out The Shield. Still looking for some new writers. Uh, we've got tons of great stuff to write about. And be sure to check out the uh, broadcast going up every few weeks for the journalism class. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace out.